Again, I will be reading from 1 Corinthians verses, or chapter 15, and that will be verse 1 through 8. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve, after that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, then last of all he was also seen by me, as by one born out of due time. Good to see everybody. It is, uh, it is a blessing to be together in this building as many times as possible, and, and I appreciate the elders making it possible for us to uh, continually have Sunday morning class, Sunday morning worship, Sunday night. We, in, we invite you to come tonight. Um, we, I'm, I'm going to have a special treat tonight. Alan Hahn will be preaching this evening, and so I'm excited to hear him, to see him, and I know y'all are too. If you would, keep your Bibles open to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I usually don't tell stories like this, but I just want to let you know that years ago I heard a story about a dog owner who came home to find his dog running around the yard carrying a dead rabbit. The neighbors have a rabbit he thought, and now they don't, because my dog killed it. So the man freaks out, and he doesn't want to cause trouble between, between uh, him and the family next door, so he takes the dead rabbit, and he disposes of the dead rabbit, and then he goes down to the pet store, and he buys a rabbit that looks like the dead one, and then he sneaked into the neighbor's yard with that new rabbit, and he put the rabbit back in the hutch. And so the story goes that when the family woke up the next day, they found their rabbit, which had died the day before, and they buried, they found that rabbit alive and kicking in its cage. And from then on, they treated the rabbit like royalty because it had been resurrected from the dead. And a few late years later, the man with the dog finally confessed to the family what he had done. And the family was a little disappointed that their rabbit wasn't royalty anymore. Now, I am sure that no one in, that, in this audience thought that, that, that there was a thread of truth in that fictional account. But... I remembered the story, I looked for it, found it, and I found a little inf extra information. This is a story that at least four celebrities have told throughout the years on various talk shows. And when they told it, they said that they claimed that it happened to them in some way or another. And so, here I go, here's a Troyism. So the hair-raising story of the rabbit resurrection isn't true. It didn't, it didn't really happen, obviously. And, but the reason why I told the story uh, is to kind of segue into this idea. That didn't really happen. That resurrection didn't happen, but I want to talk about a resurrection that really happened. No matter what people say, it happened. And how important it is to the world that it did. And that is the resurrection of Christ. 
When we use that word resurrection, you might only hear it when we're talking about Jesus. But by definition, it is literally being raised from the dead, going from a state of being dead to back alive. And throughout history, since the early days, uh, there have been people, there have been people, groups of people uh, who have the false idea that this, that the resurrection of Christ didn't really happen. But we read in 1 Corinthians 5, 12, Now if Christ has preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? And remember that Paul is writing a letter to Christians. But we understand, and, and, and we understand that the resurrection... The resurrection, that is the core of the gospel message. Some might say that's the most important part. It, it, it's the vital part about the good news of Christ. We can't teach, we can't teach only part of the gospel. What if we just teach, taught, what if we just teach, okay, well, Jesus exists. We can back that up. And then he died for our sins. And we leave it at that. What if we did that? Well, that, that, that's it? This is it? Well, yeah, but didn't he tell his father's followers on more than one occasion that he would die, that he would be killed, that he would be buried and resurrected? Yes, but let's just leave out that important part of the gospel. We wouldn't do that. We couldn't do that. Nolan read from uh, verses 1 through 8 of 15, 1 Corinthians 15. You should be there. I'm going to look at verses 1 through 4. Verses 1 through 4. And, and I'm going to define the gospel, or 1 through 6. I'm going to define the gospel from this scripture. And, he, and Paul says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. By what? By that gospel. If you hold fast to the word which I preached to you, unless, unless you believed in vain. And he says, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received. So Paul received this information, and now he's preaching it to them. Have, he's preached it to them. And he says, here it goes, the gospel that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's it. That's the gospel. You can't leave any of those elements out and have the gospel, still have the gospel. And our very obedience to the gospel it involves us going through a symbolic reenactment of the resurrection, of the resurrection of Christ. We have that. We read about that in Romans 6, verses 3 through 4. Or do you... Uh, or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ, and so a Christian has been baptized into Christ, do we understand that? Well, hopefully we did when we were baptized, that we were baptized into his death. So that's a death, a burial. He says, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. And then we leave it at that, right? So, if you're teaching that Jesus lived and then he died and then he was buried and you leave it at that, that's not going to work. It wouldn't work for us as well. And so, he reads, he goes on to say, 
that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even, though, even so we should walk in newness of life. If you turn to Romans 6, if you already did, then go back, if you would, to 1 Corinthians 15. 12, we're going to look at 12 through 20. And we're going to break those down and kind of walk through, starting in verse 14. And we're going to use this section of Scripture to talk about what life would be like if Jesus simply lived, died, and was buried. What would life be like? So we start with the premise, if there were no resurrection, if there were no, no resurrection, then our preaching is in vain. Our preaching is in vain. It's useless, you might have in your translation. It's without power. We did it, we preached it, but it doesn't matter. A long time ago, I was watching two little boys play, and they were having a great time. And then one of the little boys' mom came out and said, okay, it's time to come in, time to come in now to her son. And the son looked at the other boy and said, we don't have to listen to her, she's a tricker. I don't even know what that means. But apparently she had done something to make him, uh, get him to the point where he didn't believe what she was saying. You know, so at that point she could call him. She could yell at him. She could get on to him. She could do that all she wanted to, but he wasn't going to listen. And so she had been yelling at him or getting on to him or preaching to him in vain. And he wasn't going to listen to her because... There were no consequences because he, had, he was in control of the situation. So her preaching to him was in vain. It was useless. And if there were no resurrection, but we're preaching the gospel, but there were no resurrection, then, then what we said would be useless. It would be done in vain. It would be worthless. But the good news is, the rest of the good news is, yes, Jesus lived, he was killed, he was buried. But the good news is there is a resurrection because there was a resurrection. And because there was a resurrection, there will be a resurrection. If there were no resurrection, our preaching would be in vain or useless. If there were no resurrection, our faith would be in vain. That's 14a. I mean, 14b, and if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and our faith is also empty. And if our faith is empty, then we've believed something that's not true. We put our faith in something that wasn't true. If there's no resurrection, Most of you probably remember Lance Armstrong. We lived in Holland when he was winning uh, a lot of the uh, Tour, de France, Tour de France, they would say. Seven times. For seven times. He won the Tour de France seven times. And the whole time people were saying, well, he must be taking performance-enhancing enhanced, drugs. He must be doping. And he was claiming that he wasn't. And thousands and thousands of people believed him. Thousands of people stood up for him. Thousands of people defended him mightily 
for several years, they blindly put their faith in this man. They believed in him until 2013 when he finally came clean and said, yes, all those years I've been doping. Their faith had been in vain. Their faith had been in vain. But Christ claimed that he would rise from the dead and he actually did. And he actually did. And we put and we can put our complete faith in that fact. He rose from the dead. He was victorious over death. And because he did, we can. There is a resurrection. Why? Because there was a resurrection. And because there was one, there will be another resurrection. If there's no resurrection, our faith is in vain. If there is no resurrection, then we are liars. Verse 15. Look at verse 15 of, second, of 1 Corinthians 15. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not. If he didn't raise up, then the dead don't rise. Then the dead don't rise. Hopefully, we understand that we need to be testifying. We need to be telling people that God raised Jesus from the dead. We can't leave that fact out when we study with people. It'd kind of be ridiculous. It would be an empty, empty time of studying God's word if we leave that out. But we need to be testifying that God raised Jesus from the dead. It is spiritually vital that people hear that message from us, that information from us. And if they hear it, it's vital that once they hear it, that they believe it. And once they believe it, that information that we give them, that Jesus did rise from the dead, then they need to act on that information. But they're not going to hear it. They're not going to be given that information if we're not the ones giving it to them. So we teach, we preach the gospel because we wholeheartedly believe we don't just have an idea that it might have happened. We wholeheartedly believed that Jesus rose from the dead. Why do we believe that? Because there is a resurrection, we believe. Why? Because there was a resurrection. Well, what does that mean? Because there was one, there will be another resurrection. If there's no resurrection, we're liars. If there's no resurrection, we are still in our sins. Verse 17, if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, is futile. And we are still in your sin, in our sins, in your sins, you are. And that should be to us. You think about that. You, it, it, we're still in our sins. If Christ wasn't raised from the dead, then that means we are still in our sins. Then why would we be living like we've repented? That should be the most terrifying state to be in, thinking about us as sinners. Why? Because we're separated from God for eternity, and we are eternally headed toward hell. And and if there is no resurrection, there is no way possible to be reconciled to God. There's no way. We would acknowledge that we're sinners, and we would decide to change our lives but there's no way to be forgiven 
of those sins if there's not a sacrifice. And Jesus is a sacrifice. And the only way that that works is for there to be a resurrection. And so we believe wholeheartedly that there is a resurrection. We believe wholeheartedly that, they will, that there will be a resurrection because there was. We don't have to remain in our sins. If there is no resurrection, then there is no final reward for us. Verse 18, then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. Those who are in Christ have perished. No one likes to uh, have loved ones die. It's painful if we really love those people and we've spent our lives being close to them. But I'm telling you that, that as a minister, there are, there are funerals that we, that we officiate that are easier than others. And I know that might be a weird thing to say, but, but it's true. When we have the privilege of officiating at a funeral of someone who is a faithful Christian... We get comfort from knowing that they died in Christ. But if there was no resurrection, if there was no resurrection, then there will be no reward for those who fall asleep in Christ Jesus. I don't know if you've been following the news about the COVID vaccine. I'm sure you've heard about it um, because it is, it, is what, it, is, it is right there in our faces at all times. But yesterday, Minute Maid Park, 6,000 6, people stood in line. Over 6,000 people stood in line for hours upon hours so that they would be able to get the COVID vaccine. They had made appointments. You couldn't just show up. They had made appointments. But at one point, some people started walking around, some workers started walking around and telling people that they need to go home. The announcement was made that those, that they had made a lot of duplicate appointments. And so they started turning away people. These people who had been standing in line for hours, waiting patiently waiting to be rewarded for their patience. And so many of them didn't get that reward. But because Christ did really come back to life from being dead, Christians who have been waiting for their reward will receive it. They've been waiting. And they will receive it. Read James 5, 7 through 8 with me. It's up there on the screen. And James 5, 7 and 8. Therefore be patient, okay? That, that sounds good. Be patient until when? Be patient until the coming of the Lord. And see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain? You... Also be patient, establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Is at hand. It's going to happen. Why will Jesus come back and take his faithful home? Because he rose from the dead. 
because he rose from the dead. There is a resurrection because there was a resurrection. And because there was one, there will be another resurrection. If there was, is no resurrection, then we are a pitiful people. A pitiful people. 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ and he hasn't res been resurrected, then we are, we are of all men the most pity pitiable hate to use strong words like this, but if, we're, if we have been raised, if Christ hadn't been raised from the dead and we are going about our lives acting like he has, and, and, uh, but he really hasn't, then, then we're kind of living moronic lives. But we don't have to. We don't have to worry about that because there is a resurrection and there was one and there will be. We're going to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, if you want to get there. Because there will be a final resurrection. The final resurrection. And these are comforting words for those who have lost loved ones who were faithful in Christ. But 13, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. And then 14, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. 15, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. 16, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. And then... And then they and us, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we will always be with the Lord because Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus rose from the dead. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, then then we will be taken by Jesus when he comes back to stay with him always. Final resurrection will mark the beginning of eternity for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we wrap this up and I ask a question, a couple of questions. Have you died spiritually? Have you been buried in baptism? And are you living again after you came out of those waters? If you have, you can rest in that. And all you have to do now is wait patiently until Jesus comes back because there was a resurrection. In other words, so have you been baptized into his death and, in, and have risen into his life? And then Christians, have you been living as resurrected people, as resurrected Christians? You evaluate your life and you know your life better than anyone does around you. And if it is the case 
that you haven't been living like you need to live as a resurrected Christian. You need to change some things about you. I appreciate y'all listening. I appreciate uh, you being here. But I want to challenge you to think about the resurrection, to revel in the resurrection, and just be filled with hope because Jesus rose again. If there are any needs that can be met by coming forward, let us know now as we stand and as we sing.